Welcome to Now Try This, the podcast where two best friends get together every week to try something new. I'm Marcus, and that sexy man over there is Nick. Oh my God, is my audio being captured? I think so. I think people can hear me. Yes. Uh, should, do I have to double check? No, 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 they're good. I see a bar I double check. I see oh a bar Oh my moving. God, guys, this is Now Try This. We are here. We are back. But one of us is in a different place. That's right. That beautiful bastard over there is in a whole new environment because they moved and got out of fucking New York City. And they are here. Guys, this is Now Try This. We challenge each other to watch stuff, to do stuff. Then we talk about it. That's the show. That's why you're here. And this week was Marcus's challenge. My Marcus. challenge to you. Boom. I flipped, really good. I flipped myself on camera and it looks a million times better. Because that's how you're used to looking at it. I Well, that's the way I want to see myself. So there you go. <laughs> Marcus, it was your challenge this week. What have you challenged me to watch? Nick, this week I gave you severance. I feel like I'm going to call this a sleeper hit because I personally don't know anyone that has watched it that I haven't told them to watch it. And everyone has loved it that I've told to watch, except for maybe you will find out. That champs to do in the chat just said, if that didn't look like Marcus, I would think those notes were Prince. Oh, I don't thank know what that you. means. That, about me singing. <laughs> That he thought it was Prince. Oh, wow. That's so funny. I fucking listen to you sing so often. It didn't even dawn on me you did anything. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. That always fucking dude. singing. Wow. I have a beautiful voice. You got a fucking somebody <laughs> a fucking sipping for you in the chat. Don't worry. I'll, sipping I'll for you in the chat. <laughs> Marcus, before we get to Severance, guys, we have done so many episodes. We just did Unordinary and Memories of Murder and Memories of Murder. We got that through our Patreon. That's right. We have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash now try this cast. And every month, every $5 tier member gets to submit something for everyone else, even the dollar members, to vote on what we do every month. We are currently in the process of getting ready to get something for May. We're really excited about it. The last couple have been really good. Memories of a Murder made for a great conversation. I'm still not 100% sure if I liked it. <laughs> But I definitely like our episode about it. So go check it <laughs> Fair out. Enough. Fair enough. And guys, if you want to join the conversation, you can get at us at now try this cast everywhere. And if you can't do any of that, please go ahead and leave us five star reviews on iTunes and Spotify. It helps us a lot. Hell yeah, it does. Don't worry. I'm e yeah. simping equally for the both of you. Thank you, that Jamster dude. Nice. I'm just saying only one of us has got a compliment. Only one of us has got a compliment. And one of us is waiting. That's all I'm saying. Nick, I, love I don't think it's shirt. equal simping. You have great Thanks, fashion. Sense. I got it from TJ Maxx. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I needed short sleeve shirts. It's like getting, it was 80 degrees in New York City. No one wants to hear about the weather. <laughs> you don't know that. Tell me about the weather, Nick, but make it interesting. Marcus, this morning I had a lesson at 10 a.m., a chess lesson, because mm -hmm. that's what I teach. I teach chess in Medicine Square Park. And it was so hot that I literally saw the child starting to melt. <laughs> he was sitting there for the lesson and we just started. Yeah. And he like started going like this. <laughs> 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 and he looked at his mom with this face of like uh, uh, and she's like are you uncomfy he's like uh, uh, we're out there for like 15 minutes <laughs> that's i'm over there fucking working spoiled i'm spoiled man i wasn't spoiled i was poor i you you're you're high all the time you have to sit by the window you got a fan maybe and you just gotta sit in the front of the fan you scream at the fan sometimes that's 
every kid can relate. But well, speaking but of spoiled, I had hold on. Ooh. But then I had what is it called? Fuck. <laughs> air cooling. What is it Central called? Air. Central air. Central air. Central air. And I'm spoiled. I'm spoiled. And now I bought a house doesn't have central air, and now I'm dying constantly. I am hot as fuck, and we haven't bought any fans yet. So, fuck. That's so funny. Uh, I am lucky because my partner likes very nice things, and she just showed me very expensive air conditioners that we're going to get. I'm not happy about it <laughs> because they're expensive. What? This was this is what I let go. What are I let they go. She showed me than regular air conditioners. She, oh man, I don't want to call her out because she's probably watching. But she just showed me the bougiest fucking ACs I've ever seen. These ACs, what's a normal AC? It's a box. It's a big box right. and it shoots cold air. No, no, no. These ACs have a divot in the middle of the AC for the window to come down so that you can open the window a little bit while you have an air conditioner in there. You're not and supposed I'm to just open like, it. Marcus, <laughs> this is what we're paying for. <laughs> this is what we're paying for. She said, she said uh, it's not the most expensive out there. If your defense is that it's not the <laughs> most expensive out there, I'm saying you might be in the wrong. I'm saying you might be in the wrong. Oh, yo, AMPM video. Yo, what's good? They said that in the chat. I didn't respond. I didn't see it until now. Oh, yeah. I'm not being dramatic. Hold on. I'm just seeing her, she, her calling me out. Listen, 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 listen. I opened up Best Buy and I found the first one. I was like, this one's $150 cheaper. Let's get these. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> and she but but here's the thing. Uh-huh. Here's the thing. By allowing this frivolous purchase, complete unnecessary necessity in our lives, we're going to get a big screen TV and I can spend Hell however much I yeah. want. So boom, better Let's boom. Go. Hell yeah. So compromises the quality of life. Hell yeah. So next time you'll see BC, give, you'll be challenge me to something. I'll be watching on a, you know how cheap big screen TVs are right now? Very cheap. Very cheap. You get a 60 inch for like 500 bucks. Uh-huh. 100%. It's wild. Yeah. Guys, if, okay. Companies watching right now. If you want us, <laughs> us to sponsor your shit, just give us free shit. We're poor and we're desperate. We're both hot as fuck recording these episodes. I want an AC. Nick wants ACs. Give us ACs. We'll sponsor. That Jamster dude has it right. I, I will sponsor TVs. Give Wait, hold on TVs. a second. Hold on a second. Why are you? You're such a dork. Why are you trying to fish for the air conditioner sponsor and not a TV? Because air conditioner. That, that, I that want sector the makes more you sense. Just describe. You can oh, you want the, the window, window to go inside of the AC? You can open the window while the AC's on? That doesn't even make sense to me. That's how bougie it is. I can't even comprehend That's how bougie. It. That's what I'm saying. I, can't even I want that. Marcus, that is what's going on in my life. What's going on in yours? Have you tried anything new? Oh, lately? man. Nick, I went on a whole rant, and I won't do it again. But basically, I've hand-sanded my floors. And, I mean, we used a big machine at some point, And it was amazing. It was a hard experience. But I did it. I want to show you my floors, I, but I just realized I'm not wearing pants. So I can't show the floors because you will see my legs and they're too sexy for the stream. What do you mean? How sexy? They're pretty sexy. It, it probably looks like I'm not wearing pants, but I feel like I don't want to get banned from Twitch. Wait, are you saying it looks like you're not wearing pants because you're not wearing pants? I'm I confused. am not wearing pants. I am wearing I'm in my boxers right now. But I, I'm wearing a shirt. This is how you do meetings in the COVID age. Okay. You're in I your feel like you're not supposed to say that out loud. You're, you're supposed to be in your underwear and not say anything. That's the way it works. Nick, I work in the office. So when I take off my pants, people notice. Can it be a, it's so funny. Marcus, 
what is it like working in an office? I have no idea. I fucking worked in Madison Square Park today. Okay. <laughs> Let's segue into Severance. Good job, Nick. Wow. Great podcast host. I'm fucking great. I work in an office. Yeah. And it feels so much like Severance that it is scary and so relatable. I watched this show and I was immediately, I mean, one, I was captivated by the like mystery of it because it was kind of like a mystery box show, like Lost or like Twin Peaks or something like that, where it's kind of like something strange and it doesn't give you the whole picture immediately. Mm -hmm. So the world feels off. And I like that. That got me into it. The commentaries on capitalism that we'll get into, like, I really like that aspect of it. The fact that it was talking about office life and office work in a way that was through the guise of a, a thriller horror mystery. And I really liked it. And it, it captivated me and it felt so relatable where I was like, if my job could severance people, I think they absolutely would. Well, your company is one of the biggest in the world. I mean, like that's big companies. It's not the biggest in the world. No. In your field. It's the yeah, biggest in the world the field, in your field. In the field, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But Marcus, why, how, who, wh why, how did you start watching this? Did you, because I know you're not on Apple TV mm -hmm. like that. I know it's not one of your main jams. I know you've watched Ted Lasso, mm -hmm. but that's about it on Apple. Like, why'd you mm -hmm. even give this a chance? Honestly? Oh, God, I don't remember. Okay, I saw a trailer for it on YouTube. Yeah. And the trailer, I think, did a good job of presenting it as sort of a more avant-garde mystery show and okay. i was like i like that vibe whatever that is you've completely sold me on it so i was in from the first episode and i've been watching it like week by week since and the season finale just aired and i have to say it's i won't spoil anything i'll, I'll be very good about not spoiling it even if you hated it i want people to listen to the episode and i don't want it more than the first three episodes spoiled i think it is one of the best season finales i've ever seen of television that's high praise mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. especially that's for a praise. mystery show like yeah. lost i feel like was very disappointing that a lot of mystery shows i feel first like season solid first season solid a lot of a lot that's of mystery it. shows don't sell it at the end yep. i'm nervous about this show too but based on the season finale i have high hopes marcus what is severance oh my god show. let me pull up the official thing and also i'll explain it in my own words severance is a television show on apple tv starring adam scott it's an american science fiction psychological thriller created by dan erickson and directed by ben stiller and Aoife McArdle. It stars adam scott zachary cherry Britt lower and tramel tillman and also mm, christopher walken you had to make sure it was in these episodes. Yeah, he was like, was. no, he definitely was in the first three episodes. He was, he was. He was in two or three. Okay, good, 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 good. Now, Marcus, you want to actually tell me what, what it is? I'll tell you what it is, actually. So basically, the, the premise of Severance is that in this world, it takes place in a sort of like nebulous near future. They don't really want to give specifics because I feel like anytime you date a show based on technology, it kind of like ruins it. So... It's sort of in a nebulous future where this technology has been created that severs people. And they use the term severance because what it does is it creates a, another personality in your brain and it splits you, your consciousness in two. So you have one personality that is your 
outside personality, your Audi, and then you have one personality that is your any, and the memories between the two are completely severed. And so they do not know what the other person does or has done. And so essentially, you've created two different people with two different life experiences within one body. And the process is that once you enter the elevator of the building, then whatever thing triggers and then your severed persona comes out and you begin your work day. Marcus, before we spoil the show, I just want to talk about this premise because this this premise has to have already existed, right? I so thought that too. on the money. It's so uh-huh. on the money. Uh-huh. It is so accurate. Yes. It is so exactly what would happen. Yes, it's it crazy. Is so yeah. Watching this show, I was like, it it made my skin crawl because of how real it was. Familiar it was, yeah. And how familiar it was. And it's like, of course, of course, this is the next step in capitalism. If they were able to do this, companies would do this immediately. And also in the yeah. same capacity. Within the first three episodes, they mentioned like that comp- that people are working on legislation to make this like acceptable and other people are working on legislation to make it illegal so like you already have the like government aspect of this whole thing in play within mm-hmm. the first three episodes of the show yeah and it feels yeah, real I think, fuck i think i think i've we've done black mirror a little bit here on the show i yeah, love black mirror for sure i i haven't actively went back and watched a lot of the twilight zone not the original not the remake not the remake mm-hmm. not the remake <laughs> anytime i have caught an episode i've loved it it's great yeah like i love this concept of thing and i love like even that stupid show you made me watch when i was there the other day unsolved (laughs) mysteries or whatever it was like i do like this shit it was not yes we'll continue your point because you're making a good point and i I love you it was beyond belief fact or fiction okay (laughs) shout out to one of the greatest shows ever made not true continue (laughs) my point is I love these concepts. I love when you take something that seems so familiar. Like, that's why Black Mirror, when Black Mirror is firing on all cylinders, some of those episodes are just some of the best TV I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, it just oh, hits yeah, home. Oh, yeah, for sure. Some of it's so kooky and zany, you're like, this is weird. Yeah, yeah But yeah. I still like it. Mm-hmm. This this felt not like that. Like, I know, like, on one of our posts, we compare it to The Office in the Twilight Zone. And yes, that's what it is. But, like, it, it feels so different than those. Oh, yeah. Because, like, Black Mirror needs, like, this, like, it feels like a commentary mm-hmm. on what could happen, yeah. right? Black Bear takes like, hey, we're doing this thing. Let's hyper-realize realize it. Let's go to all these, re- these crazy stakes with it and talk about it to satire it, right? Sure. It's a satire. Yeah, yeah. This is not. This is like, this feels exactly what we are in for <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah it feels like so yeah you're right black mirror maybe it is a satire but it does feel like it takes a concept i'm using that then, word wrong it's another one of those mean, words it, you know it what takes I'm the concept yeah. and then it takes it to its like craziest uh extent yeah. you know or like craziest totally. possibility and then this is just like you're right. It feels different. It just feels like, oh, it's no, so this, casual. this is just showing us what's going to happen in five years. <laughs> yes, the show is zany. Yes, it's kooky. Yes, there's like mysteries. Yes, people uh-huh. talk weird a little bit. It's a little like Twin Peaky or whatever you want to sure. co- describe it. But a lot of the show is so casual. Yeah, it is so pedestrian. And I mean that mm-hmm. in like the most non-insulting way I can. I understand. Uh, what you but mean. That, that that yeah, it feels but that's how a lot of it like feels, slice right? of life. 
E a little bit where you are. Yeah. You are watching these people do their jobs, watching them complete their task. It is voyeuristic in that way that it doesn't feel like it's necessarily a show show. Yeah. And the, yeah, I, that, I mean, that's, that's also like, uh, I got to say hats off to the talent because the actors sell it. You know, like this is a wild concept and event. We'll get into sort of the more wild things that happen in the first three episodes. But like, yeah, it is so believable. But that this is the world they live in, even yeah. though the crazy things are happening, even though it's so strange and absurd, sometimes it's believable more so than Twin Peaks, more so than a lot of shows that do this kind of thing. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. And you make a good point. But like I I mean, I, I I posted the thing online about it because I was just on the bus trying to quickly promote the the no, stream. It's exactly what, like that's exactly how you would describe the show. Yes, but it's one of those shows that I do I do think like you can say it's like Twin Peaks or it's like Lost or it's like whatever. But like I we're only doing that to help you understand more of what it is. But it is so unique of a show that I I don't yeah. really think comparing it to other stuff really does it justice. It's hard when you're doing hyper stylized things, right? Because yeah. when you do hyper stylized things, you're always going to be compared to pushing daisies, Twin Peaks, mm -hmm. Hannibal, like all these ev every hyper stylized show that has come before you're going to be compared to it, right? Yeah. And the comparison to The Office is so like not apropos because it's nothing like it, yeah, but yeah. it's at our office. So you have to say <laughs> yeah, that because yeah. it deals with these things. <laughs> But it is such a unique thing that I have never seen. And it's so it makes complete sense that it came from the mind of Ben Stiller. If you mm -hmm. have followed Ben Stiller's career, a lot of people think he was just a comedian, right? A lot of yeah, people just think Zoolander. Sure. They just think things like that. They just think like that camping Disney movie heavyweight. Wow, it's really crazy how like, little Ben Stiller movies you can name. He knows uh, he's in a lot. I just <laughs> I just don't want to go through his whole catalog. of Ben oh, Stiller. Yeah. I love Ben Dodge Stiller. Ball. Shut up. <laughs> there you go. Well, everyone thinks of Meet the Falkers and yes. uh, mm -hmm. and Meet the Parents. Like that's that's like quintessential Hollywood Ben Stiller, right? But Ben Stiller, if you have followed his career, has been okay. such an artist, like an avant-garde director, comedian. Mm -hmm. Like he's always been like he almost got an SNL, right? He like didn't quite get it. Like he got close. I don't. I don't know. And ben then he went and make the Ben. I, yeah. I, I'm, I don't know a lot, but I'm pretty sure he was like close, but he didn't get it. And then he went on to make the Ben Stiller show, which mm -hmm. was one of those shows that was on MTV, like an MTV's yeah, heyday. Yeah, yeah. It was a sketch show, a la Key and Peele and stuff, but mm -hmm. he like, or a Mr. Show. And it's one of those shows that never took off like pop popular wise, yeah, like yeah, yeah. in the main demographic, but comedians and artists like really love and respect it oh, a wow. lot. It's one of those things. Yeah. So it just never quite broke through the mainstream. And Ben Stiller has, you know, I mean, along came Polly. It's a great rom-com mm -hmm. that everybody loves. But he has always been like he's always struck me as a comedian. That's a comedian because he's a genius. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's always struck me as like like he knows comedy and loves comedy and does comedy because he knows that when you do comedy the right way, it pulls apart some of the barriers of entry between you and like the human existence. Yes. Like the commentary he says and so like duplex is a very funny Drew Barrymore and him movie yeah, sure. where they're like fighting with an old lady. But like some of the other stuff he does is just like really like trying to like get to the core of yeah. like what it is to be like a person. I Especially was... the stuff he does himself. Cause he um he directed 
the cable guy, I'm pretty sure, right? He might have. I know he's Jim Carrey, guy. Matthew Broderick. He, he's in the cable. Oh my god, is he even in the cable guy? He's not in the cable guy. Let's look he, up the he, cable he, guy. He, if I'm wrong, if I'm right, he makes a brief appearance on like a TV. Yeah, it's directed by Ben Stiller. Directed so by like, ben there's Stiller. a whole bunch of yeah, like I. I'm surprising myself with how much I know about Ben Stiller right now. I did not prepare. This <laughs> is just stuff that I knew because I respect him so much. Yeah, yeah. He's one of those people that just really like gets in there with his stuff. And it's just, you know, and I and I'm so excited for him to now be in a place where he can kind of do what he wants. Like he can write his own ticket. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I want to make this show. And he, I, I, I only watched a passing video, but he's been making this for like five years. Oh, wow. Like he's been like developing this and like making this, cool. and you know. Yeah, it's very it's very exciting to touch to sort of touch on your point. I feel like for me, I've always believed that comedians can make the best content outside of comedy, especially in yeah. the horror and thriller genres, because to be a comedian, like you said, it requires an understanding of the human experience and you have to create comedy that is relatable to people. So in order to become relatable, you have to understand what people are able to go through what people go through every day what's going to be something that people will be like oh me too haha ha, and laugh at and so the, the fact that you can have that skill set already right that's a that's yeah. an important part of horror and thrillers is the the part yeah. that's like what for comedy like what's going to make people laugh what are people going through right now that they need to laugh about whereas horror it's like what are people scared of and it's the same thing it's just understanding people and what they go through every day and taking that yeah. and, and showing it on screen. And so like, I, that's why I think, feel like uh, Jordan Peele does such a great job with horror. And I feel like fucking Tim and Eric would make a fucking scary ass movie if they could, you know, like probably. Yeah, I feel like certain comedians understand it. I feel like Ben Siller is doing a great job with this. Yeah. Yeah. And I forgot to even mention, because um, now I just finally looked at this weird pity. Everything else was off the top of my head, but I uh -huh. finally looked and I forgot about Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder is a great example of a comedy that really like transcended the fact that it was just a silly comedy. It was like really respected. Mm -hmm. Robert Downey Jr. got an Academy Award nomination for the movie. Oh, wow. You know, as he was doing Blackface. You know, yeah, that was a commentary of... on Blackface. It, it's yeah, very yeah, much yeah, a movie yeah, yeah. of the time. It's very much a movie of the time. But it was kind of a meta but... thing. But it was still a but joke. But a meta thing still. on a meta thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but regardless, like, he's always been, like, doing stuff and pushing it mm -hmm. to somewhere. And this feels like he's finally pushed it all the way where, like, this this show is funny. I've, I laughed. Yeah. But it is not a comedy. It is not, it a, is not comedy. a comedy at all. I love when comedians make horror stuff because in Good horror, you need horror a break of attention. And usually the break yep. of attention in horror is, oh, it was a cat and not the killer. Oh, we have a yep. slight reprieve while the person is trying to figure out what's going on with the killer. Yep. Whereas when you watch a horror movie or horror something made by a comedian, the reprieve is laughter. And I think that brings you down to more of a zero baseline of like existence and sense. It gives you more of a false sense of security than anything else in a horror movie in a typical horror movie because you're laughing you're getting comfortable and so that brings you back down and so then those moments of tension and those those like scares and stuff like that are so much further away from that point of zero that it feels scarier and bigger because you're able to create a bigger gap between those two moments
Yeah, great example would be in Texas Chainsaw Massacre when the guy says they're going to get canceled and then he goes and applauds everyone. Very funny and then very scary. It goes right the back problem with that, I would agree with you, is if it was scary. <laughs> if it was scary. We both scary, agreed that that movie was not scary. We both agreed. Yeah, we if agreed. it was scary, I'd, I'd be on your side with that. Because I'd be like, that was funny and then I was scared. But like, no. Yeah. No, it wasn't, no, no, it wasn't no. scary. but but um sorry i i, I just want to tell the joke but but exactly what you're saying and i know why and it's something that i've really been learning lately doing all this improv is the thing that a good comedian gets is timing mm. comedic timing is you can learn it you can hone it you can practice it but people have it and people don't yeah and ben stiller jordan peele they fucking have timing you we've seen their stuff yeah. they are they are some of the funniest people to ever grace our screens, right? Mm-hmm. They really are. I really think that. I would go to bat for both of them. Mm-hmm. Like, Kim Peele is one of my favorite shows ever. Ben yes. Stiller is a wonderful actor. He's so, so iconic and funny. But timing and pacing is something that a lot of people can't get right, which is why I think them coming into the role of making these shows and TV movies yeah. is why. Because they get the timing. They mm-hmm. can get the pacing. It's a, it's this ethereal feeling of stuff. Yes. And this show, I think this, now we'll finally talk about the show. <laughs> we've been this talking show. about the show the whole time let's give ourselves some credit we just haven't been talking about the events in the show we're not we're still talking about the show we've been sucking ben stiller's cock for like a ben stiller like, I don't specifically know. <laughs> in regards to the show though i'm just saying i'm just so, saying so so i think i think something that this show really really nails if we're talking about the show overall like i think the show is really interesting it's re- there's so many things we can talk about but mm-hmm. one of the things that right off the bat that really pulls you in is the fucking timing and the pacing because this show really really takes its time Mm -hmm. in a lot of moments that a lot of shows aren't able to pull off i've seen shows like this i've seen a lot of prestige shows i always fall off of prestige shows because they always try to do the breaking bad thing yeah it's like long panning long panning shot yeah Uh, yeah, yeah. uh, (laughs) but this show really like when it sits there on a shot it's so always for a reason yeah and it really like leaves you thinking like there's 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 there are just beautiful shots of just like the office and the elevator Mm -hmm. the complex and at any other show that i've seen that's been trying to be like breaking bad yeah which i will tell you right i will tell you right now and all of our audience i do not like breaking bad i'm one of the only people i always feel like i'm like in the minority about that i don't think it's a great show I think it's good acting. I think the story is interesting. It's not a good show, but regardless, it was like the Dark Knight thing, right? Everyone wanted to be Breaking Bad. Sure. So there's so many shows that language, like even a good show like Ozark, right? Ozark is a great show that we loved, mm-hmm. but Ozark is trying to do the Breaking Bad thing. Mm-hmm. It like has these shots and you're like, oh, cool, cool. Breaking Bad shot. Okay. And then it'll get some good acting and it makes up for it. But this show, every shot feels so on purpose, so tension filled. Every time I'm on a box that he's about to open and then he opens it and then the shot stays there as he walks away. I'm just like, wow. Yeah. Like, cause it knows exactly that I need time to process. I need time to cope. I need time to like be happy with myself for Mm -hmm. figuring something out. I need time to ponder. Like it really fucking nails that. And the shots. And that's astounding. Yes. The shots are actually like, they're so beautifully done. They're so incredible. Like I would love to see an, a sort of like an art book of, like the planning that went on into a lot of these shots. Cause like in the first yeah. episode, the opening shot is like a woman in office clothing laying across a, a desk of a meeting room. 
with an intercom. They had a story about that sort like, of that whole that thing, right? It's so it's, it's time like animation, like uh-huh. fucking Toy Story and shit, right? Yeah, the way the precision way to open up. If precision is so right too, like when he's walking down the hallway and it feels like this complex maze, but Mark, the main character played by Adam Scott knows exactly where he's going he knows how to navigate it but you get the complexity and the complexity for what for no reason right like you get that all within that shot there's a lot of information that is told in all the shots which is like so fucking crazy in directing 101 you get like a lesson that like every shot should be saying something and you rarely ever see a show that actually follows that yeah and this one does well, because they, they again, I hate to keep hitting a dead horse, but it's the Breaking Bad thing. They just they think that's what they're supposed to do. Oh, old, what old about man Better Call Saul? Did you yeah. also listen? Old Man Rom, let me ask you a question. If I didn't like Breaking Bad, what the fuck makes you think I saw Better Call Saul? <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on, Old Man Rom. <laughs> Neither of us have watched Better Call Saul. I know you're a patron. I feel like I would love it. I, I know feel you're like a patron. I would love it. Hit us up. Give us the challenge. Better Call Saul. Uh, honestly, I feel like I would like Better Call Saul because um, what's his face? That is Sal. I do love that guy. He's fucking yeah. He's genius. very good. So he's great. very funny. Regardless, I think that I think that all that said, it, it really is all back matter for this fucking weird ass fucking show, Marcus. Mm-hmm. So let's just start at the beginning. We're not going to do chronologically at all. I just you mentioned the first shot. I want to sure. talk about it. Yeah. So the show opens up. And I'm sitting there with Lexi. Okay. And I'm like, I'm so pissed I got this fucking show as a challenge. What? I'm so mad. I'm so shot? mad I got it. Marcus, I'm so mad I got this for a challenge because no one, I, I don't know anyone talking about it. Good. I didn't Good. see any trailers or anything. Good. I know that you told me it took you five episodes to be into it because you like weren't sure. Uh-huh. And I was like, and it and it starts off. And it's doing this long shot thing that I just <laughs> described that I fucking ha- hate. And you know I like long shots, but I need a reason. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I love fucking anime. When you have a fucking mm-hmm. reason, I'm fucking there. Yeah. But so many prestige shows don't do that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, don't be an hour then, right? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Like, don't be a fucking hour. I agree. So there's this woman on this fucking, this woman on the fucking table. She wakes up because an intercom asks her a weird fucking question. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, it is like Twin Peaks. Fuck this show. I'm oh so mad. God, you're so funny. Oh, my God. And then, and then they keep talking. And then there's the back and forth between the lady and mm-hmm. the intercom. And it's so like, God, Marcus, it's so fucking well done. It it's is so fucking really well, done well done. Because fucking because fucking the way that the intercom voice is coming through is so it hits that nail of a reverence from like a Wes Anderson, from like a pushing daisies, mm-hmm. from like all these things. Again, we have to attribute to things because we don't know how else to describe it. That it's like so fucking stylized and interesting but still seems familiar yeah yeah, and then the woman on the table is fucking playing it really fucking honestly like she's fucking crushing it yeah like she's just being honest Mm -hmm. like there's such a juxtaposition between her and everyone else that's severance at the moment in the first three episodes that it really really sets up this beautiful like in in um in improv, there's something called game, right? Mm-hmm. And the game, uh, when you do an improv scene, is when you figure out the weird and unusual thing in a scene, and that's what the scene's about, right? Okay. The weird and unusual thing here going on 
is the people, the severance people, yeah. They're the way they live, right? When you do that, there always has to be a straight man to respond to it. Mm-hmm. Like we've talked so many times about how we have this viewpoint character, but they're not good enough. This viewpoint yeah, character yeah. is interesting, but we don't like them. Yeah. This viewpoint character is just like a fucking buzzkill, but she is there throughout the whole show so far, honestly responding to everyone around mm-hmm. her. And this crazy situation she is in. And you buy it right from the very yeah. beginning as she's waking up. That's fucking hard to do, yeah. dude. Yeah, no, Helly fucking people R... being weird? And you're able to be that honest? Yeah. Helly R sells it for the audience, right? Because, like, you take a show like Twin Peaks or something like that. And I know you, you didn't like it because the whole show sort of, like, takes the norm and bastardizes it to a, a degree yeah. in which it is, like, hyper-realistic or whatever. And you're like, or like a dream reality. And you just, you, you don't like that because everyone is on the same page. And you're like, yeah, if everything's a it. dream, then nothing's real. Nothing matters. Sure. I, you can have that opinion, but <laughs> the, the same thing happens here, except as a viewer, you are following Helly R and she also is freaked out by everything. And so that eases yeah. you into the show in such a beautiful way that like, I think works immaculately, especially like you talked about the questions. I mean, one of the questions is like, what's, what is it? What's your name? Or like, what's your mother's maiden name or whatever. And she like, something. she doesn't know it. And so immediately as a viewer, you're looking at the show and you're like, what the fuck? She doesn't know that information. Like what's going on? And, and she she meets Adam Scott eventually, and she's like, "Are we being raised for food? Are we cows? Like, what's going on?" And he laughs, but it's like he laughs in a dismissive fashion, like, "Oh, of course we're not." And it's terrifying. I don't know if you felt that too, but it is like yeah. we don't know what's going on. You, she could be food. We don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. That was a fucking response. I've, yeah. I love how it's such a it's such a fucking crazy thing that seems like it, it almost seems like a joke when she says it. But then yeah. when she says it out loud, she realizes it could be fucking true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But here's where I think the show's genius. This is where I think it's a step above a lot of the things we've seen because we've seen good viewpoint characters. Marcus, we're not following her. No, we're following Mark. Yep. So we start so off following she her. Is our, she is our viewpoint into the realness of this world, of the mm-hmm. fakeness of this world. But we're following Mark. Yep. Who is weird and is disassociated and mm-hmm. is severanced. And then we follow him for the whole show so far. And it's like really interesting way to fucking do it. Yeah. And then and then now we'll like uh, kind of um branch out from here. As we talk about severance, and then we eventually follow Mark, and he's unseverance. And mm-hmm. the whole second episode uh, is fucking. I think it's the second episode. It could be later in the first, but we see that whole same first scene from his point of view, which is again just when that's done right. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not done right a lot. It's, it's not, not done, done right a lot because right a, a lot of times it's used as like a twist reveal, and you see the whole thing yeah. from like someone else's perspective that's been in on it the whole time yeah. or something, and you're like, ugh. Shut up. This just added layers. It wasn't mm-hmm. revealing anything. It was just layers. Exactly. Yeah. So you're like, oh, okay. like even though it zero. seemed weird and scary. Yeah. It was like, oh, it was so normal to him. Right. And not even yeah. understanding how weird and scary necessarily the experience was for Heliar. And I feel like I'm going to sort of like transition into sort of like thematically, I feel like the 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 the, the concept of the workplace and how strange and weird it is conceptually, like the capitalist office workspace is so interesting because it's a commentary on all of that. And like yeah. how we kind of have two lives as people, right? We have our work life. You go into the office, 
You pretend to like things that you don't necessarily care about just to talk to your coworkers and have something to relate to. You know, like you might have different interests based on who's around you at work because you just like are like, yeah, I love sports too, man. And you want to get along with the fucking head of your company or like the fact that you are around these people that are essentially your family, right? You spend more time with them on a day-to-day basis than you do anyone else. Like I spend, you spend eight hours at work and then you go home and I don't know, I mean, it's not exactly another eight hours that you have at home if you're awake because you're asleep for most yeah. of that. So like yeah. you're spending more time awake technically with these strangers and you're not that close to them. And it's such a weird you could thing. Be. You could be. It happens sometimes. Some people are. But a lot of the time, I don't talk to a lot of my coworkers. I'm yeah. close with them. Like you've you've seen, you've been close enough uh, with me over the years mm-hmm. to see a lot of my coworkers like come through for parties or for yeah. this or that. It seems like we're close and I'll talk about them. Who are those fuckers am I still talking about? <laughs> yeah. Not bad true. people. It's just like the thing we had in common was work. Mm-hmm. Same. Th- yeah. And then also the fact that like you could be with someone for years. Like I had a coworker. I worked with her for like four years, four and a half years. She retired. I'm never going to hear from her again. You know, yeah. it's just it's just totally. this weird thing that we do as people that is like no one talks about how weird it is because it's just so it becomes so normalized and you have these things that happen at work that are so isolated from reality and especially like if you work at a bigger corporation they like he deal with things in house a lot of times which you kind of see happening here like mark gets a, a speaker or something like that thrown at him or like something a desk weight or something thrown at him and he gets a little mark on his nose and they give him like a a gift a gift card yeah so it's like these things happen at work that are so crazy but they're handled in-house and it's like i love that you can't do that i had a coworker. she she was uh the director of a department she threw someone up against the wall and like threatened them physically because they didn't do like their reports on time like the fact that, and she wasn't arrested, nothing happened. They dealt with it in house. Eventually she was fired for something else. And it's like, that's the, shit like that the, can happen at work. Yeah. And it's like, they treat it like it's just this normal thing that you're supposed to deal yeah, with and sure. go to work the next day. Just normal. Yeah, I, 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 I do love. And I also love the commentary on the importance of work. So obviously when you're severed, one of the points is so you're, uh, asleep any self could really be completely devoted to work so because mm-hmm. that's all they know right but it also is this commentary on when we're at work sometimes we think it's the be all end all most important thing so when what's his face is talking about his finger traps his oh, erasers yeah. and his waffle parties that. and all those things it's so it's it's funny because it's like haha uh-huh. People fucking do that but shit. But it's too spot I've heard on. People do that shit all the fuck. Work Marcus, gives you the Marcus, weirdest how much have incentives. I bragged about, how much have I bragged about the fucking shit I got at TJ Maxx? I got an <laughs> umbrella and a coat and a lunch bag. And I was fucking proud of that shit. I showed it off. Let's see when I moved in. Finally made me throw away my lunch, my TJ Maxx lunch bag. And I was like, but why? It's a great lunch bag. I got it free from TJ Maxx. And she's like, so? And I said, uh. Oh, you're right. It's not wow. even that nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it wor- it but it works. But it works. It works. It's like all these big corporations do, right? Like they don't yeah. want to pay their workers enough money for them to actually like 
do the work and they don't want to pay them for, yeah. for what they're worth. So they offer incentives like, yep. oh, we'll have a pizza party if we hit sales goals or we do whatever. Oh like God. dumb bullshit that is so much we'll less money spent than just paying yeah. people what they're worth. It's so funny yeah. that they have this. I yeah. love Three the fucking incentives. Cost $25.99 so to give you one of 50 bucks. Exactly. Bonus or yeah, I love the incentives. Yeah. It's like the, the caricature is one of them. He has a drawer full of caricatures. Oh, the caricatures. Yes, those were really funny. <laughs> I can't believe it. I love it. Okay. And and then to fucking the Pibs gift card seems so spot on. Uh-huh. I will say sometimes if you get in the right field, those incentives are nice. One time I sold a brand new truck. Uh-huh. At work because I used to be a car salesman. Fucking boss was like, "Here's two tickets to the Sabers game, the Ooh. hockey Sabers game," and I was like, "Cool." <laughs> but but I took Joseph. We went to our first hockey game. Yeah, but you wouldn't we have gone. Not white people there. It was <laughs> no, I didn't. I've never fucking seen hockey. You wouldn't have gone. You didn't want to go. So they gave you essentially trash and it ended up being a nice time, but they also probably got those tickets for free. It was nice because I went with Joseph. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. Like we had a good time. We got nachos. It was chill. <laughs> yeah. But if Joseph wasn't around, like, or you didn't have sad, as Marcus. many friends. <laughs> I had one friend and that's who I went with. We ain't gotta, we ain't gotta do that. We ain't gotta do that. But yeah. Yeah. The commentary on the work, work stuff is great. And I think mm-hmm. we don't have to really get into it, but I think the show is saying a lot of good things about, corporations and big business and what they're doing but there is yeah. one thing i did want to mention and i don't i don't know how much you follow it maybe you do and you're gonna know everything i'm gonna say sure which is fine i'm still gonna say it right now we are in a wave of workers getting their fucking rights back mm-hmm. like it is yes. fucking yeah, working yeah. right now so just uh, uh specifically amazon and starbucks have had a lot of success lately but amazon specifically the amazon labor union the alu got started because there was an Amazon in Bessemer mm-hmm. that didn't happen. The thing didn't happen. They fired the guy that was trying to organize it. It didn't happen. They call that guy. They in an internal memo. They said that that guy should be the face of the union movement because he was inarticulate and not yeah. smart. And that fucker said, fuck you. And he went and organized a whole ALU. Yeah. And Hell they just yeah. won the vote in Staten Island because yeah. of him. And I'm just like, that's so fucking beautiful. But the thing that on top of that is the things that Amazon was doing to make sure that they didn't unionize yes. was was so much like what's happening in the show yeah. that it's not a joke. For example, for people that know, they were tracking people's heat signatures to make sure they didn't congregate in the warehouses. Oh my god. They they there was a stoplight outside of the Amazon warehouse in Bessemer that there was a stoplight. So when it stopped, that's when people would give them pamphlets and stuff. They got the city to change how often Holy that stopped. They got caught. This is, I'm not making it up. This is a, this isn't a lie. This happened. They got in trouble. They got fined thousands and thousands of dollars. They also in their internal Amazon chat that they use for work banned keywords such as union, free rights, slave labor, and a whole laundry list of more like that. Holy and they, shit. And they just fucking do it. Just Holy fucking unequivocally shit. do it. Yeah. Fire people who union. It's crazy. Yeah. And and of course, the penalty, of course, in a capitalist society is, oh, you have to pay a fine. Oh, this a big corporation that has the most money is like, oh, pay so pay several thousand dollars. Great. Yeah. Marcus, of course. It is on record that they've paid I, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but it's like 25 million. Mm-hmm. for anti-union That's busting things. like it's like a huge huge number of money that they spent to stop unions instead of just giving that money to yeah the- <laughs> yeah i mean because it's so about, cheaper yeah we all know about the workers pissing in bottles and all that stuff like that like oh, oh yeah 
And guys, yeah. also, like, if you want to use that free Amazon Prime subscription to support <laughs> us on Twitch, <laughs> remember, it's stick it to the man. Stick it to Bezos. Guys, stick it to Bezos. Money back in our pockets outside of Amazon. Uh-huh, that's uh-huh. right. That's the way to do it. Amazon Prime. <laughs> but yeah, fuck Club. Amazon. Oops. I don't give a shit. You can take no, no, you're, you're fine. But yeah, I, I, we don't talk more about that because we could sit here for another hour just oh, talking about workers' yes, rights yeah. and why but, Amazon but, and stuff But does. no, it relates but to the show. There. It relates to the show so yeah. much. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's really there. And I really mm-hmm. love that about it because... Yeah. Because it, it didn't feel in my face. It didn't feel like preachy. Uh, a lot of the times it can. It can yeah. feel really preachy. But this, it dealt with it in such everyday life kind yeah. of way. There's like, a huge, this is just these people's lives. There's a huge theme under this, too, that is sort of like an undercurrent of the of the show. It, is that like your choice in the matter, right? Like there's a, there's a, in the first three episodes, there's a, on the news, uh, I think her name is Natalie. One of the characters yeah is talking about severance on CNN or Fox News or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. And she's like, they chose this. And that's an important factor in all of How this. How dare you try to tell these, keep these people's right to choose away. And that's the same away. thing a lot of people say about Amazon employees peeing in bottles and stuff like that. It's like, well, if they didn't like it, why don't they just quit? And they are choosing to do this to themselves. And it's not yeah. that simple. And I like that the show also brings that up. Like, it's really doing a great job. Of bringing up these like oh, that's so funny because I didn't want to keep going into it, but that just happened. So the Starbucks unions, a whole bunch just got approved. It's re- it's really fucking swinging. It's really great. Mm-hmm. There was a convention or something with the CEO who was talking about how who is very famous for union busting and hating unions. And uh, an employee asked them about, hey, so Starbucks used to be leading uh, with the best benefits uh, out of any companies in America 10 years ago. Now we're falling way behind. What are we going to do about it? And he says something to the face like, well, if you don't like it, you can quit in front of all these people in a big thing, the CEO. And it's like, that's how these people fucking feel. Yeah. That's really yeah. how these people. fucking it's, feel. It's crazy. I asked for a raise and I was told that I should work more overtime if I want more money. And that's crazy. And it's not like I can just quit. You know, I just bought a house, like I have responsibilities. I have shit to do. And I'm like, Fuck, like you got me by Guys, the balls. if you have a job for Marcus, uh, go Let ahead me know. and put it down. I'm chat. charismatic and I love movies. Super so smart. So you got something for me. Marcus, super smart. Super smart, Marcus. <laughs> but anyway, to, just to steer us off of this track a little bit, I do want to talk specifically about Mark and Adam Scott mm-hmm. because he's always been a good actor. Mark's in Rec, he's super funny. He fucking kills that role. I really loved him in Big Little Lies. But, and he's always been a, a good actor, but... He's doing something special here because oh, for sure. he's kind of playing. First of all, he's playing two characters, really, mm-hmm. you know, and I know at first I thought, what are you fucking doing as you like? Yeah, yeah, for like the one part yeah. and then for the other. And yeah. I was like, what are you doing? Fucking calm down. But then I saw like what he did with it, mm-hmm. the, the physicalization he was doing. And I was like, wow, honestly, it's pretty impressive. Like, I, really honestly, doing yeah, like, I really buy both marks 100 uh-huh. percent. There's a physicality to Adam Scott's performances as Mark. And I yeah. think he sells it. There's a pitch to his voice that's a little different. Like when he yeah. switches between the two, you're like, oh, that's office. Mark is a little bit more chipper and like, you know, has a little bit yeah. more pep in the step. And yeah. that's such a weird, specific, small detail. But when you sever personalities and you don't know what you are, what you normally talk like or you do, all these things are formed through experiences. And like, I remember actively changing the way I laugh because i thought it was annoying and so like i remember yeah all these things are formed through experiences 
And so when you are yeah. basically a baby in an adult body, you kind of have to just be like, okay, this is how I talk. This is how I walk. This is how I perform. It's so it's just so interesting. Yeah, and I love what the show is saying about that too, because in the third episode, when he's talking to Petey, Petey was talking to him, who was the unsevered. unsevered okay, well, yeah, China. let's just explain who Petey is real quick. Oh, like That'll take too long. I just want to say my point. <laughs> <laughs> so he asked him, he, he talks to him about how it seems like when he comes into the office, he was just crying and they would make jokes about it as severance people like, oh, but then he was like, but that sadness doesn't leave you when you get severed. You just don't know why you're sad anymore. Mm -hmm. And I loved that line because that is how sadness works as a person that suffers from depression. You know, it we and I know you're the same. We have so many coping mechanisms, so many ways to get out of it, so many like put ons and masks and there's so many metaphors and so many mm -hmm. things but like the sadness is always still there yeah just because i'm happy and chipper right now does not mean i'm not depressed it That's doesn't mean true. i'm not sad the sadness is always there and i just really loved that line and that sentiment underneath what adam scott is doing right yeah because even even if even if we say he's chipper and he's up and he's upbeat Somehow he's still able to be sad mm -hmm. in his severance life. You still yeah. see it there. It's yeah. still there. That's a good point. So it's very impressive. So you kind of discover that Mark severed because he is his wife died in a car accident. And so his outside self used to be a history professor, a history teacher, yeah. and decided to sever so that way he can spend some of the time during the day not having to remember his dead wife, which also, yeah. you know, like. We'll talk about it more, but it's an interesting commentary on the fact that you have a full time job, which I've been experiencing now, but you still have to live your life. And so like people die, loved ones die, yeah. you go through breakups, you do all this stuff and you still have to show up to work. And that's yeah. hard to do. That's hard. It's super hard. It's but, super hard. And I think Adam Scott is nailing it. And I think the place that we find him in the show, I feel like the show is, is smart is super smart because it's picking up exactly where it should if if i was with pd and mark and everybody for like episodes and episodes and that was just the show it would be interesting i'd be engaged but i would fall off like yeah. if it was the office just in this weird world and you know a little bit of commentary mm -hmm. cool but there's a fucking mystery there yeah there's a mystery happening right now that i don't fucking quite know what's happening yeah and some of it has to do with just the world and how it works but there's something else there. There's a sinister part of this. And I have theories, but I can't I don't think I can necessarily talk to you about them because Oh, I can't. It gives Let me out, tell you all it my gives, it gives up too much information. So I don't I don't remember necessarily where the third episode ended exactly. The third episode ended. We found out <clears throat> that the neighbor is the boss and Petey is going in. He leaves a gas station and he's going to the hospital. Yeah and maybe he's dead i don't know and that's where it ended yeah so just uh oh no no and then the last last moment was pd's phone was ringing in the basement yes found it. so i guess and just a quick it. recap pd was mark's work best friend he left work and because they're severed he doesn't do know you have a work about best friend marcus uh um, you have a work best friend are you cheating on me at work uh i do not have a work best friend. uh sure yeah i have a work best friend work best friend if you whoever uh is watching right now that's my work best friend if if you have one of my coworkers uh, watching this network, yo, I don't know if you caught it, and it was like a blink and you're done moment when that girl was talking on TV, and I don't know if it'll come back. She said somebody said, like the news anchor said, that somebody's inner severance self got pregnant, got pregnant. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So like 
that's so fucking fucked. The fact that you so can fun. have this whole other life and someone got pregnant yeah. and is suing because they got pregnant. Like, that's crazy. And so at they, least you probably get a lot of gift cards. Yes. <laughs> so and you, that's scary, too, because you don't know if it was consensual. And you're, the company obviously yep. is going to put out some kind of lie memo and they, could, they yep. can just do this thing. And that's wow. so scary. God, the fact that you brought that up is, is terrifying to me. But yes, yeah. so the process of severing is irreversible is what they say. But you find out that PD was unsevered and he meets up with Mark and tries to tell him, like, basically, hey, dude, you need to leave. That place is evil and fucked up. So that creates a bit more mystery boxes for us as a viewer, too, to kind of yeah. like dig into. And it seems like he knows more than he's telling us. However, the unseverance procedure is making it so that his two halves are actively merging mm -hmm. as he's sitting there. So there's this again, just to talk about the cinematography of the show real quick is these some of these beautiful, really cool artsy shot. This is what I mean. OK, this is what I mean, right? Uh -huh. This is what I'm talking about to go back to fucking malignant. Malignant <laughs> did it the worst fucking way. This is how you do it. There's all these cool shots. I love as he's turning. How dare there's you? all these cool. There's all these amazing shots of him like looking in the mirror and it's all oh, over malignant? here. Another talking about there's cool shots. Yes, you're right. No, I'm no, fuck it. I'm talking about fucking Petey. Petey. And then there's beautiful moments when he's doing the thing and Mark's just responding. They're not even showing us. Only Mark is responding to it. And then there's other moments with there's two of them and it's going back and forth and then you and then there's moments where he's like fucking back in the office and he's back in the office but the wall is the same but then the wall turns back and then a malignant they went to cgi land <laughs> picked ooze effect put it on the walls and called it a day yeah stupid yeah. also i will say this uh this show has an ooze effect too and it is much cooler the black ooze yeah 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 that what's his face off that was real cool because yeah, it was. like textured it was nice uh-huh uh-huh Sorry, go ahead about PD. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just, I was just explaining who PD was because I feel like that's important yeah. to like unveiling the mystery and, and accessing that part of it. And in the next episode, man, woo, episode four, fucked up. It's fucked up. I'm excited, but but as since PD is going through this deseverance sickness thing, mm -hmm. he is an unreliable source because he knows some more, but he like yeah. can't say it because he can't parcel out reality. Exactly. Trust yeah. on what's going on. So you're left with Mark who. I think they, they did a really great. Mark follows this path of discovery. He's not being like the dumb guy in a horror movie that's mm -hmm. like, oh, let me go. He's like really fucking cautious and yeah. really slow to the uptake of like following down this path. But he can feel that something's happening. So he's like ready for it. Yeah. And he's acting like a human. Petey, you can say my basement's fine. You know, he's like, yeah. actually, you're human. But he, it's hard. He doesn't have any connections to Petey. As far as he knows, Yeah, the, the his yeah. Audi doesn't have any connection to Petey. Yeah. Which is but also, nice. they do this great thing where Mark is desperately looking for a connection with anybody, so he kind of, like, accepts Petey. Yeah. Like somebody, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they do, right? All he's got is his sister and her fucked up husband. Mm -hmm. uh, we can talk about that for an hour. But... Oh, I love the husband so much. He's so fucking Jesus funny, Christ, man. And fucking. in the third episode is the book, right? He gives them the book. Yeah, you see the book. Yeah. Oh, God. That book plays through the entirety of the show. Up until even including the season finale. And it is like a crux of the show. And it is just so fucking hilarious. It's like a great bit of running comedy. Yeah, but yeah, also yeah. like so important to like the show's themes. But all of this led to, I think, I don't know if it was Lexi's favorite moment. But it was when she was irked out the most. Mm -hmm. Is 
when Mark's neighbor just fucking walked right into his fucking house like she fucking owned yeah. Because Damn. up to this point, you saw the boss, you uh-huh. saw the neighbor, you knew we're the same person, but you didn't know what was going on. Are yeah. they spying? Is she severed? Yeah, too? Yeah, yeah, What's yeah. going on? Honestly, I like the thought that she was severed. Like there was this disconnect of the power mm-hmm. dynamic there and then over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought maybe there were severance. And then I thought you'd find out a whole bunch of people were severance mm-hmm. and their dynamics were different. And I thought that's that's cool. I would have yeah. wrote that. That sounds interesting. But then it's like, up. Oh, no, she knows exactly what's fucking going on. She's walking this fucking house. It's all a fucking lie. But also, like, the reason I find it so weird is because, like, why is she choosing to live like the fucking crazy yeah. old widowed woman? So it's like, it's not quite a lie, is it? I don't know yet. We That's don't what I'm know. saying. We don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that was a fucking creepy ass moment when she, she was, fucking just walked she in She's a terrifying person. Patricia like, Arquette is a very Patricia good Patricia Arquette. She's a great actress. The fact that, like, She's able to sell both of these personalities. And like, it's evil too. Like even her nice outside, like fake self is kind of evil because she's tormenting Mark with the trash cans. It's just like a small little thing, but several times throughout the course of the, I think it happens like once at least or twice in the first three episodes where he's like calling her about the trash cans. Like, Hey, sorry again, you know? It's yeah. so fucking funny. I love yeah, it. It's so great. And she just blatantly walks right in. It's just fucking wild. Mm-hmm. And I love that PD was like in the bushes. Like, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. sometimes you can really tell it's fucking like Ben Stiller and shit like here because that's just so funny. Yeah. It's just so dumb and yeah, funny. Yeah. And that's just like one of those comedy things where it's like you get a comedian like Jordan Peele, Jack Black, Ben Stiller, fucking like a fucking comedian. Mm-hmm. They just like get why that's funny. Yeah. I, I couldn't even explain it. I couldn't explain to you why it's funny. It just is. I'm not yeah, that yeah. funny. Yeah. I, I don't know why. No, I totally get it. I totally get it. Oh, man, I feel like I lost my train of thought on what I wanted to say about the next thing. But like, what are some of the theories you have? Oh, my God, Marcus. It's so hard because the show is doing that thing right now where it isn't leaving like a chance to have theories, right? Like, because it's like everything they're saying, they're saying very plainly. Like, they're Mm -hmm. not like the mystery boxes here are very smart because there's not like there's not literally a box somewhere that we don't know what's inside. We know the world. They showed us everything. They explained the rules of the world. We know what's going on. And it's like, but there's so many like little things that like make the world just a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger. Like, for mm-hmm. example, when Mark talks to the board through the intercom, they don't say anything. Yeah. And Patricia Arquette is super in charge in that moment. Yeah. But then the shoes reversed when the girl from the TV show comes over mm-hmm. and Patricia Arquette doesn't talk to the board in yeah. that way that she does. And then she's like, oh, so she's also on this same level with yeah. Mark and needs him. And then there's the guy, the the manager guy, the one that just wears a white t-shirt, mm-hmm. a white button up and a tie. Yeah. I forget his name, but the one who brings melons and shit. Oh, Mr. Milkshake. <laughs> the guy that's okay. like heard. Hold on. I got to say this. Mr. Mr. Milkshake is a great actor. He is. I don't know if in the first three episodes he really shines, but he is like terrifying in yep. his kindness. Like he is like yep. kind, but it's so fucking fake and scary. I love He's it. so scary. He's, yeah, he's an he's incredible a performer. Yeah, 100%. yeah, it's a fucking psychopath. <laughs> yeah, uh, but there's things going on there where he is telling them everything and nothing at the same time. Uh huh. So, gosh, theory wise, it's kind of like they keep. Here's the thing that I really like about the show: they keep expanding the world bit by bit. 
the wellness exam that the one guy had to take, the meeting the other guys from the department, the fucking the going to the museum with all the founders, like bit by bit, they are like showing us this world and nothing seems like out of place. It all seems like it's in place Mm -hmm. for that world. But it's like, but there's something more here. Yeah. So like I gosh, I think the craziest thing for me would be the fact that the mundane activity of the scary numbers is we don't understand what that is. And that is wild to Mm -hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And I love that the show even poked fun at itself of what the theories could be. Yeah. And the one guy's like, well, I think the world's ended out there. Yeah. And this is yeah, us going yeah. into the ocean and picking up with the pollution. Of That's course. Be what it is. Because uh, yeah, of you course. had them not even questioning what's going on. Like, that'd be so weird. That'd be so strange. Yeah. But other shows would totally do that. Other shows forget 100%. to write the human element of things. Yeah, the response, that mm-hmm. genuine response. Honestly, it's 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 why this show is like really hitting for me because I'm actively right now studying improv and sketch and like doing these things. And the show's like doing the things that I'm like actively listening to podcasts, yeah, reading yeah. about and learning about comedy. And it's like doing those things. And it's so simple. But as you're describing it, so many people don't do it. And it's what makes it funny. It's what mm-hmm. makes it relatable. It's what makes it work. Yeah. So God, what do I think? I think it's hard because fuck, like we see the real world. The real world looks normal. It well, it's actually it looks a little abnormal too. It's, uh-huh. a, it's a weird world. But but you went to the perpetuity like, wing in episode three, right? Yeah, which there's CEOs. Fucking crazy. I don't know. They could have that about fucking Elon Musk. I can see. I can. I can. I can see going to Tesla headquarters sure. and there's yeah. a recreation of Tesla's childhood. Did home. you pause you? on the map that, that Mark got? No. Okay. Interesting. No, there's question marks. There was the break room. Yeah. There was. No. What's the break room? Well, they went to the break room. Mm-hmm. They, it's the it's the reconditioning. It's fucking which is so fucked up. It's it's basically yeah. It's basically torture. It bring you into work. Scientology. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. It's fucking. It's fucking. Uh, getting a. Uh, oh god, what's it called? It's getting um tested. It's getting um audited. It's fucking audited. Getting audited dude. Yes. Yes. It's so it. much fucking getting audited. Yeah. So, gosh, Marcus, I don't even know what my theories could be because you know it's clear that I mean some of what's going on is just clear that it's a powerful company trying to keep hold of their employees, right? Mm-hmm. But like they're. Ha- this show is so and it's sold to us as a sci-fi show. Yeah. It's not even that sci-fi yet. So I feel like it, there has to be something like there's crab people or like she said it in the first episode and they're making people for food. Like it, there's something yeah, happening. And I, I wouldn't be surprised I, if the show like told us the first episode. You I want to tell you so badly. I don't know what it is that like they haven't yeah. revealed. You know, any some things, but I understand what you're saying. They haven't revealed any information in regards to like what they do. But like, yeah. he, but I. I <sighs> Can I tell you one thing? One little thing. You can tell me one thing. One Only thing. one thing. One thing. Okay. Lexi, plug your ears. At one point, they sh- they say something about like oh, all the severed people. Like it's in the slogan somewhere that like all severed people are family. Yeah. And so here's my theory, just based on that. <laughs> that they are trying to bring back the Egans, all of them. And through the severance chip, so they are implanting the personalities of the Egan family, or maybe just the head Egan, it could just be the head Egan, into the severance chips. So there's a little bit of Egan in every chip. And so that way he can come back or all of the Egans could come back and become immortal. I don't know if you're right, but what you just said did spring to mind the... 
Like, you know how I just said that the shows like this love to say the thing in the first episode. And yeah, they yeah, find yeah. out Later, it's true. Yeah. The, the person getting pregnant. What if it is like a breeding ground for like the Egan's? Like, what if they're like, you know, it's like, they, they're like, you know, I think I like, think they're trying to. I mean, I could be 100 percent wrong and it, it, whatever. Yeah, I don't give a shit. But I like having fun with theories. So my theory yeah. is that they are trying to like create these chips in the chips are Egan's dropping the personalities and stuff like that that's what they're doing they're building rebuilding the sort of egan brains and then they can implant them into people wild oh wait right because if you download your consciousness into a body hold on hold on hold on marcus 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 Marcus, Marcus. Uh uh-huh what if to what you're saying that also is the number thing so they are when they delete those scary numbers Uh uh-huh you know what's scary their own personalities They're fucking wiping themselves. So they're more Egan. Interesting. 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 Huh. Interesting. Huh. 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 My family used to do this thing called like that. They were like things that make you go, huh? Things that make you go, huh? Things that make you go, huh? And then you say like something stupid like how do magnets work? Things that make you go, huh? Things that make you go, huh? Keep going. No, I don't have any more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know the only thing that makes you go hot is magnets everything else I you magnets got. how do they work iron nickel and cobalt it doesn't make so sense and so forth you can't okay. convince me ever <laughs> okay yes somehow we've talked about so little and so much at the same time i agree i think that there's so much more to talk about but we're at a good stopping point too if uh if you yeah. want to wrap up or if there's any last minute things you want to say i feel like mr milkcheck i gotta give another shout out to my man kills it he gets even like better he gets even better the 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 quote of like there are daggers in men's smiles i don't know what shakespeare play that's from but like th- that shit like is in my brain when i see him smiling at the, the the members of the office and it's so scary to me he is terrifying he is malicious he is fucked up and he's got a big ass, a big juicy ass that's like kind of nice to look at when you're watching the his show. Name is, the actor's name is Tramel Tillman. Tramel Tillman. Bring that no, dumpy fucking, onto the podcast and let's just chat. He's fucking jacked. He's jacked too? The first thing that came up was uh, him in a swim in a swim trunk. So he's I'm got it smiling, all. And I'm like, it's fucking, honestly, it's the fucking mustache. It's fucking working for me. <laughs> Mustaches like that are hard to pull off. He looks good. I hope to have a mustache like that someday. That's One the day. Dope. We can all dream One to have a mustache. He looks very good with mustache. Yeah. But gosh darn it, Marcus. There's so many like little nuanced things that are so funny. I have a question, though. What the fuck is going on with his sister's husband? Like what? Oh, the is, dinner party. So they, yeah, they go to my the question, dinner party. Here's my question. This is, I do want you to answer this. Tell me if the, tell sure. me if I'm right or I'm wrong. Is the whole world weird or are just they weird? Like I, I I'm still unsure because we see so little of the rest of the world <sighs> I that think... my only purview on it is Mark and how he sees everything. Yeah, that's true. So there. They are so like the epitome of like fucking like I don't know how to like I think the, the thing that normal. Republicans think that liberal snowflakes are is what was yeah, at that party. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. It was like a parody of like what 
people. It was a parody. Are. See, yeah. that's my question though. Is the is the whole world a parody or are just that that's what I'm not sure about yet. It could be that everyone got a little dumber. More of the world. Maybe the world that's what I'm future, saying. Is everyone's it? a little dumber. I don't know. Yeah. Like everyone's picked a side so much that they're just so fucking why didn't he why didn't they eat dinner? To show respect of like what they didn't have? Like I didn't what was fucking but happening? I think God, I, I don't know what this has to say, sort of like with the all overarching theme. Like, I feel like there's something I missed, but I did really enjoy the yeah. scene of like them being so pretentious about it and having opinions about these things. And like yeah. they were so up their own butts about stuff yeah. that they were commenting. I, I could see it as like sort of like this commentary on people who have an opinion on like stuff that is going on in the world, but then they don't actually like know anything about it or bother to do any research or bother to do everything because they're so preoccupied with themselves that they're not willing to go out and do anything about the problems that yeah they can but yeah no they were really fucking stupid <laughs> they were really fucking stupid yeah and it was great it was a really fun every scene. time her husband does anything i'm just like what they do they they have all the kids beds in the kids room so they don't have separation anxiety from their growing into the new beds like what is but, that but okay but i'm gonna pull a nick and say people be like that though <laughs> name one that's such an extreme that isn't i i i feel like i feel like i you're right you win you win good several... argument good argument good argument good argument good argument yep. just because i was pulling a dick yeah good argument yeah <laughs> i feel like i've known several new yorker people like that especially in the acting community man in new york you're right there are yeah like fucking yeah, yeah. i fucking hate them i was Marcus, gonna say you've seen if i hadn't dated like people like this before that i've like oh you know what i don't know i'm on your page who is actually like that but no i, I I've, I've met people like this yeah no some people are really really like this and then every once in a while i'll say something and then i think am i am i did i did i do this am i am i do this sometimes i'll say no to one of my students and then i yeah. say oh i can't say no to a child and then i think yes <laughs> i can they're fine i can say no and then i can be fucking scarred because i say yeah. no yeah there you go you see yeah, it's close. It's close. Slippery slope. It's slippery Marcus, slope. have you seen the movie by Boots Riley, Sorry to Bother You? With no, Keith but Stanfield? I do want to watch it. It's on my list. The reason I bring it up is because it is. it has funny parallels to this. So to really quickly go, Keith Stanfield basically gets a job in like telemarketing and he mm -hmm. finds his white voice, a mm -hmm. uh, voice by Patton Oswalt. And that is like the crux of the movie. And he's, he moves up the corporate ladder for at a la Amazon or a Lumen kind of company. And then it gets to the point where I, I don't know if the movie sticks the landing. It's not my favorite movie by any means. But you find out that the company is literally turning people into horse people. So they'll work harder. And then the company is like offering people to live there and work there all day mm -hmm. long. And it's almost like that Black Mirror episode with Daniel Kaluuya. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where basically you bicycle you yeah, bicycle yeah, yeah. cycle all day yeah. to get food and that's how you're a fucking hamster mm -hmm. and that's like what that movie's doing when well, it has a parallel to this one is the only reason i bring it up yeah uh so like in in that movie it's it's its use of metaphor for the same thing for this show is turning people to horse people mm -hmm. this show is severance i think severance is a little more nuanced <laughs> because i wouldn't choose to turn into a horse sure uh-huh but, and I could see myself trying to be severanced. Yeah. Marcus, is there a world where you think you could severance? That's, I think that's the real question. A hundred percent. I could see myself being severanced. I mean, I feel like I severance already. 
I have, yeah. you know, issues with disassociation. And I feel like I go through work and I'm like, I don't remember what happened. I remember being miserable, but I don't really remember what happened at work today. Yeah. So, yeah, that, and that's wild. And happens. That's sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, but, and I, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you, but here's the question Do you agree with like the activists where it's like, this is wrong? It I agree. Exist? I agree. It's a yeah. wrong thing that shouldn't exist. Because I think yeah. here's the thing about capitalism or whatever, right? Like the, the end goal is slavery. You want to get as much cheap labor as possible to make as much profit as possible, right? So what is better than free sort of labor? And people and corporations, as we see with Amazon, are going to exploit people in any capacity that they possibly can for as long as they can. Because if they yeah. can't exploit you, then they're going to get more work out of you. They're going to get more labor out of you. And so they're going to continue to do that for as long as possible until the government steps in and, and passes legislation against it. So mm-hmm. I think that it's an important thing for the government to be involved and to make severance in this instance be illegal. Yeah, I I don't know where the show's going to go. I could see it going such a predictable way or such an unpredictable way, but I could totally see it doing the thing where like the government gets involved and they send an agent and we actually find out, oh, whoa, what if that's why fucking Heli's fucking Audi doesn't let her fucking leave because she's a fucking giver? I nailed it. I just fucking nailed it. Heli's with the government. That's why she's so opinionated and Mm -hmm. headstrong and smart because she's with the fucking Fed. Sure. She's a fucking plant. And I will her say, and Mark are going to be used to take down the whole fucking company. Nailed I'm it. not going to tell right you now. what happened, but I did have one theory. Because I'm right. You don't have to. Darren and I had one theory, and we were absolutely 100% correct about it. And so we were very excited Ooh. about that theory. Mm. Lexi and I haven't had any theories yet. Because like I said, it's so strange. I feel mm. like I feel like we will in another episode or two. Because yeah. the first three episodes are fantastic. Mm-hmm. But they're really groundwork. They really, yes. really are groundwork. Yeah. We're just getting to know Mark. Understanding that dynamic, showing us little peaks of the re- mm-hmm. the weird world. Yeah. But nothing's happened really yet. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I was nervous about giving you the three episodes. I feel like the third, I was going really to two, yet. and then I was like, I don't want to give you the whole thing because it's, it's long. It's a lot. Yeah. And I know you're busy. Three was good. So I was like, three episodes, because the third episode is when they visit the perpetuity wing. I feel like there yeah. is more comedy in that episode, so you get to really see both sides. Of what the show can yeah. bring to the table, and so yeah, yeah, and I'm it's happy just, with and that. and you and you see that the boss it goes to the house, mm-hmm. and like and Petey is like going through it, and leaves, yeah, yeah. and Mark is about to have that change with it. Yeah, and the book you said the book is important. The book shows the up book with too. It. The book's important. Yeah. You find out what the break, breakout room is. I love. Uh, there's not much more I want to talk about, but I do love Helly's fucking attempts. Half of the word. Oh uh, yeah, it's, That's it's smart. So, we forgot to talk about this, but Heli R spends a lot of these three episodes just trying to get the fuck out. Of there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's 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 scary, and it's like a prison because one yeah. of yourselves is holding the other half of your personality hostage, and if they want to keep showing up to work, Mark says this line that's like, "We know we want to come into work every day because we chose they to come, come back. here. We yeah. came back." They came back every day. Mm-hmm. I think one of my favorite things about the show, though, is a lot of these shows, when they do this weird stuff, they just let it languish in the weird. But this show is trying to explain it. For example, when Heli, the first time we meet her, runs through that door over and over and comes back in, it does this weird like 
you think it's the thing where she goes in and it she it's like fucking uh pt from fucking playstation mm-hmm. fucking yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, is that i is that what it's called right mm-hmm. the pt yeah. yeah yeah where you walk through a door it's the same door again you mm-hmm. think it's that thing but then you find out later that's not what's happening she is getting out and then her severance self is yeah. there and mr whatever is waiting for her and she's like what happened and he's like oh, you tried to leave again you want to go back and she's like oh yeah and she goes back and it's just like seeing it all from all these angles again seeing different angles really doesn't work in a lot of shit it sure. really doesn't yeah. work, but it really fucking worked in those moments mm-hmm. where we're like, Hallie really does want to be yeah. there. Why? Yeah. I like that. She's the Fed. I just nailed it. Thank <laughs> you so much. I like that perspective. I like that they yeah. give you the perspective of the severed person to be like, to them, it is a blink. Like they have never left the workplace. It is all yeah. that they know. And if they try to leave, it doesn't work. And that's an yeah. important thing to get across. And that's a, like conceptually right like if you're a film director or whatever like and you're trying to present that information that's a challenging task like how do you really so show so. the viewer and help them empathize with the fact Without that they're saying it prisoners there yeah because so many tv shows would have over explained this entire show would have been explanation and dialogue yeah. heavy but they show don't tell in so many instances of this tv show and i love it it's a masterclass in that except i will ask you could have saved 10 minutes maybe six minutes in the second episode why did we go on mark's date that was that was dumb (laughs) i i think that it's important to the overall characterization of audi mark but i understand what you mean i got it in the first three episodes it kind of doesn't feel right you know but it's better than just watching him be sad alone in the house you know i it is I guess, but I feel I feel like I, I, he he just he was just shitting on the date though. He wasn't even like said. I, I I don't know. I feel like there was a there's a more effective way to like explain. Well, sure, but like I, maybe he had to go see an old like he ran into an old friend and they got I coffee and they talked about the way I he used like to be or like there's you see yeah. his desire to not be alone, but his inability to form new ties. Oh sure, is is important because if he would have seen that, an old friend, true. that's already a tie. His sister, he already has a relationship with like. He has these built-in relationships, but he needs to form new ones is what's happening. And he's incapable of doing so. That's fair. Whatever. Fine. <laughs> and it was also I did like really love. That was a long, it was four long fucking episodes. Uh, I, I, I have six minutes of my life. I'll never get back. <laughs> the, um, I did really like when he went to Pips by himself. That was just so sad. Oh, you know, sitting in the VIP yeah. section. There's the VIP section was just the last booth with the little sign that said VIP. Oh, so God, sad it was so good it was so good and marcus here's it's, the thing yeah here's the thing that that it didn't say gift card i don't know if he got a free meal all it said was he went to pips and he got to the vip access wait really that's all this i think so i thought it was a gift card because he says the word gift card he said gift card later yeah but in the first episode he did not at the beginning <laughs> and all it said on the card i remember was pips vip access and then they show pips and it's literally just a sign that says vip and the last booth and i was like that's sad yeah they couldn't even give this guy a free burger mm-hmm. but it's it's amazing that the the values that people and corporations and what and whatever can instill in you that you believe that these things have value oh yeah yeah it's like i forgot what the word is but like value transcends monet like money at a certain point and becomes about something oh, yeah. else entirely so like you're even though the value of a pair of sneakers is like 25 dollars or whatever the fuck 
I mean, that's the price is not the value. Is exactly. What you're saying. Yeah. Right. Like, so then eventually it transcends its worth and becomes more valuable because it's a sneaker sold by Kanye or it's a, you know, a pair of Jordans or whatever. Yeah, Marcus, I know you're so right. And I, uh, you know, I don't I'm not a fucking expert, uh, but I have been a salesman. And when I sold cars, I took a lot of classes about mm-hmm. selling and read books and listen mm-hmm. to shit about it. You are so right, because when people buy a car, it's the second biggest purchase of their lives. And you would think that it's about money. It's the number like seven most important thing. When you really break it down and you really get into the psychology of why people buy things, it's Uh like number seven. They just want to think that they got a good value for Mm -hmm. their purchase. It's not about the price tag. It's about the value. Does it have what you need? Does it have what you want? Do you feel good when you buy it? You know, sometimes, yeah. sometimes the sa- the sales I would do, I would go through the whole thing. I would go through the whole thing, the whole rigmarole, show them sure. the card, get, show them numbers, both the thing. And they would like not quite sign on the dotted line. And it's a sales tactic. This is what I would have to do. I'd be like, and they'd be like, hmm, I'm, I'm going to go home and think about it. And I was like, oh, but you said I had that sunroof that you really want or excited about. Well, yeah. And it's got that room in the back that you said when you go on hikes with your dog, right? Yeah. Oh, and I know the missus is pregnant. You got those back seats can be perfect boosters, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm just curious why why you want to take the car home to the hotel today. And it's never the price. Oh, really? Like, I'm using that psychology tactic to, like, get them to tell me uh-huh. really why. And I don't feel bad about that. That's not, like, the shady sure. part of selling cars. The shady part is what the other people were doing. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm just, like, getting them to tell me the truth. And you know what the truth almost always was? What? They thought they should get more for their trade-in. Mm almost every time Marcus. Yeah. and then i'd be like oh well if i can get you an extra 500 bucks on a trade-in is there any reason you wouldn't take the car home today and they'd be like no and then i would write on the piece of paper okay plus 500 <laughs> right here. i'll see what i can i'll see what i can do and you know what they would do marcus uh-huh. they would sign i'm good at my job i was good at my job but yeah i and and the thing is and this is the little more shitty part you know everything is like that 500 was there because they of course undercut them yeah. the 500 right? yeah for sure you know that's that's how businesses work that, yeah, but, yeah but but that's always what the problem was it was never about the price right mm-hmm. and you just went through the whole thing and i know price was important to you and i know you would say like obviously the price was important you've worked so hard for what yeah. you got but it's about the value of what you got right yeah it's true Homes are also yeah. like, yeah, homes are a big thing right now because homes it, especially are a necessity. You need a place to live. And it's not like you're, you know, like you can buy more than you need necessarily, but like, oh, you need sure. a home to live in. And so the fact that it's then transcended the any value and it's become worth so much more based yeah. on like nothing yeah. and Marcus, big companies I mean, are you, gouging. You paid a lot of money for your house. 100%. Big companies yeah. are gouging fucking like properties and buying them up so that way there's like more rarity and it's fucking stupid. Yeah. And it's annoying and I hate it. Yeah. Sorry. Capitalism Agreed. sucks, guys. Zillow. Darren just said Zillow. <laughs> In case you didn't know, it's Zillow. <laughs> Zillow. Uh, all right, Marcus, uh, is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Oh, Severance? my God. No, I think we covered a lot of it. Uh, I'm sure there's stuff we missed, but honestly, I feel like I'm happy with the stuff we talked about. And we want you guys to let us know what you missed. You can get at us at now. Try this cast everywhere to let us know what we fucked up and what we should have talked about. Nick, I've got some questions for you, buddy. Please ask away. Did you like the show? I really fucking like yeah! the show. I, I was sitting it's there and you were like, oh, two, three episodes to get going. I'm like, I was in right away. I was sitting there with Lexi and it started and I was like, 
fuck? And she was like, what? I was like, I think this show's fantastic. <laughs> I think I'm going to fucking love this show. And she was like, they're like, like at the very beginning. Yeah. She just said episode in one we were in. She was like, I was like, you're not talking. And she's like, cause I want to know what happens <laughs> like right away. Uh, it was really good. It was yeah, really yeah. good. We liked it. Yeah. We loved it. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Great show. Would you recommend the show? Gosh, yes. I, I yes. I mean, it's the kind of show where it's so hard because you have to say it's the Twilight Zone office. It's the Twig Peaks pushing daisies. It's you have to like say that to, so to that way people understand. can watch it. Yeah. But it's so its own thing mm-hmm. that I think that is evenly placed. It is captivating right away that if you just give it a shot, it's got that zaniness that people like from shows like The Office or yeah. Parks and Rec, you know, but it's such its own thing and it's smart and it's quippy and it's funny. Uh, I would recommend this to anybody. Like, yeah. this, there's no quantifiers on this one. There's so many where I'm like, well, I would recommend this, but not, I think yeah. anybody who just enjoys TV would get something out of the show. Down the line. Even if they're not on every level, they're just like, this is funny. Yeah. Down the you line, know? I think people will be saying if it's can stick the landing i think people will yeah. be adding severance to that conversation i think people will be like oh it's like severance eventually yeah. because it's so oh, good yeah, yeah, and yeah. so unique i think it's gonna be like ted lasso where ted lasso came out and no one was talking about it and then a couple months later more and more people watched it yeah. it was on apple tv yeah and then they were like fucking ted lasso mm-hmm. you know I think, I think it's gonna be like that right now we're at the point where i think there are more people discovering it but like it's not yeah super popular from what i understand not yet i don't but see it, it's everywhere. getting those it's getting a couple buzzwords a little mm-hmm. here and there it's just yeah. starting to happen yeah and because it's on apple tv people need to go get a free trial to go watch it because no one had it yeah exactly now nick or turn it off because the morning report stopped or whatever they might have used it up on ted lasso and now they can't watch the show yeah yeah exactly yeah Nick, would you, will you continue watching the show? Oh, hell yeah. I need to know what happens. I'm so excited just for the next episode. I'm really captivated. I'm really excited. I hope, I hope it doesn't do the thing where it's just too many mystery boxes, no Mm -hmm. answers. Like there's so many things that I could picture making me not like the show or fall right off. But as of right now, I am in. I will say season one does not disappoint. Season two could drop off and we could be like, ah, fuck this show. It fell apart. Like whatever. But like as of right now. I watched the whole thing, season finale and all, and I got to say, doesn't yeah. disappoint. Honestly, it just it could take too long for season two, and that could make me like that's nah. true. too. Sometimes that happens, that happens, lot, happens yeah. you know, that happens yeah. a lot. It's like two years and I'm like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> that that does happen. Yeah. Ozark is like that for me. I'm like, oh, I don't care about Ozark yeah, anymore. Same. Yeah, same. Yeah. Well, Marcus, that's the show. That's Severance. And uh, this is normally when I would give you what I'm going to give mm-hmm. you, but I'm not because we are sadly taking a small hiatus from the show. Yes. And when I mean small, I mean literally just two weeks off. Yeah. <laughs> Marcus has just moved and he needs to set up his new homie home. Uh-huh. And we, we and give just... attention to his girlfriend who yeah. he's been neglecting for uh, months uh, moving. So, you know, uh, better do something nice on her birthday because we're not doing the podcast. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I mean, yeah, kind of, honestly. Yeah, you're not, you're not wrong. Uh. <laughs> uh, but that being said, I think that we deserve two weeks off. We appreciate you guys and thank you for listening. We hope you guys stick around. And if anyone discovers our show in that time, we're going to come back. We should have said that at the beginning, huh? Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) We're not professionals. May 5th is the day we are coming back. Mm -hmm. We are coming back strong. We are coming back hard with a vengeance. We are Die Hard 3 with a vengeance coming back. Hell yeah. (laughs) Also, I do want to say this. Uh, If anyone's listening this much, wow. Thank you. But also, we kind of want to put feelers out for like collabs. We want to start doing guest stuff. 
So if you know any, you know, other podcasters Again, probably should have said or anything that like that that you want to <laughs> us to collab with, you know, tag them. Get at them. Yeah, tag, tag them. them and let them know. We're gonna harass them. Right now we're we want Super Eye Patch Wolf on the show. Nick, who who else you want? Black Nerd Comedy. How did this get made? How did this get made? Come on. Fucking last podcast on the left. We just found out we're top 2% of podcasts. So we got to, we got to get some We got to do it. We got to do it. <laughs> okay. But literally any, any help you guys would have on that front, we would be greatly appreciated. And to join the conversation to let us know what you want us to do May 5th when we come back at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and twitch.tv slash now try this cast on Thursday, May 5th. You go to patreon.com slash now try this cast, donate money, and then you get to vote or submit the challenge you would like for us to do. If you don't want to do that, you can just let us know your thoughts on this show or anything else we do at now try this cast. And if you can't do any of that, go ahead and leave us five star reviews on iTunes or Spotify. It helps us a great deal. Hell yeah. So beautifully said. So beautifully said every single time, Nick, you are killing it. I love it. I've messed up quite a bit, but I, I appreciate it. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, I looked over there because I'm so used to the camera being over there. I can't. No, this is too straight. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> good night. Good night. No, oh, you gotta you say got, the thing. Remember to go out there and try things. You got two weeks. Yeah. Try things. Join the Patreon because we, we're going to try whatever you want us to try. Good night. Bye. Good night. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I texted Joseph. I said, I don't know what to get for the podcast. What old things do I like? I haven't had time to watch much. Um, I feel like you already challenged Marcus to do, or he already likes it. And he said, challenge him to go see the new fantastic beats movie. Oh, and no. I said, ew. And I said, ill. <laughs> that would mean, that would mean I have to go watch it. And then I said, Oh my God, what if I challenge? What if I challenged him and didn't even go? That'd be fucked up. Funny, but fucked up. That would be hilarious. I wouldn't, that would if be that so happened, funny. I wouldn't even that. be mad. I will do that. I would be fake I would do mad that. For I will do that to you about something someday. For sure. But not right now. You're going through too much. <laughs>